You're listening to the Diet Rebel Podcast with Kiki Smith. If you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it, then you are a Diet Rebel and this podcast is for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit, lean, and toned you've ever been, no matter how old you are how many tiny humans you've birthed, or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds. Seriously, you don't wanna miss it. So grab a snack, preferably protein-based, and sit back and enjoy this episode. Hey guys, I'm really, I'm so excited to bring to you guys, this is actually my personal business coach, friend, mentor. Tiffany, can you tell us what you do? Because I know a lot of people just look at you as like the makeup girl, but you're so much more than that. Yeah. Well, I, I did start off actually as a stylist 20 years ago, and I've been doing makeup for 17 years, mostly in the production world, in film and television, as well as in the last 11 years, working with some of the most top name speakers, authors, and personal business development people, which is kind of how I got introduced to it because I thought that I was living my dream doing makeup and styling and working with amazing people and models and celebrities and all that stuff. And turned out that you are allowed to have more than one chin in your life. And I had discovered new ones later on in my life, in my late 30s, because of the people that I was exposed to, just my clients who I was going to their events, doing their makeup, doing their styling. And I was like, oh, these little tiny seeds got planted into my head. And so now, just in the last three years, when I started, it's only been three years, which is crazy, but I kind of took a little pivot turn in my life and my business. And while I will always do makeup and styling because I love it, it's it's barely 15% of my business right now. And so the other 85% comprised of business coaching and working with other people. And I also have my own first online course as well. So it's funny because it's like I was a student and now I'm the teacher. And that's always what I want for all the people that I coach and work with. Right. And I, and I fully credit that to you. And I've said it so many times that I feel like, like I am a better coach because of my coach. So that's one of the things that got me right away was that even coaches need coaches. So all the time, everybody. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that I needed one. Cause I'm like, I'm a pretty motivated chick. Like I don't need people to motivate me. And right. when I first found Tiffany, it was more so I was kind of in this phase where, you know, things were taking a turn in the business and, you know, my partner was leaving and suddenly I was the one I, I couldn't throw her into the spotlight anymore. And I didn't want to be in the spotlight. So I kind of came to Tiffany for like, okay, well maybe, you know, I think my first thought was just like, if I could just get her to like shop with me or something, like maybe things would be better. Or if she could teach me how to like do my makeup. Like, I don't, I don't even know, but I just felt like, okay, maybe that's what I need. And that's because we kind of get into that, you know, where we're like, maybe it's this and maybe it's that and maybe it's this. And so when I first started working with Tiffany, that was that was what she did to me from day one. Even though I thought I was there for one thing, every time I came to her, she would let me know, like, it's not really about that. It was more, she allowed me to see how my fear was stopping me. So one of the first challenges that she gave to me was to pretty much flip on a camera and start talking into it, which was the very thing that I was scared to death of doing. I, I accepted that challenge and I'm, I'm so glad that I did, which is the reason why I want to bring her here because 
so much of what she's done and what she's taught me, whether it's style or organization or business, which is mainly business and just like taking the fear out of what I'm doing and actually chasing it down, really. Not really even taking it out, just embracing it and running after it. <laughs> so, and so, now look at you. <laughs> no, now I'm doing this. So that's why I say I can, I can really do yeah. it being a better coach because I, I wouldn't even do these with my clients. Now I'm not afraid to hop on a Zoom call with my clients or do a video for them or something like that because I was just so terrified. So sometimes there's stuff that's holding you back from everything that you're able to accomplish in life and you don't know because you're afraid. So the challenge that we've been doing currently is your closet clean out. <laughs> so right. I did this, I think two years ago with you, I think maybe it was the first time because you've been doing it for a while. I've done, well now I've done uh, at least three and then I've done it with my clients, which is how it originally started off with one-on-one. -on -one. And I learned a lot about people and human behavior. And as you guys are, you know, slowly seeing, it's not just about the clothes. It's so much more what the clothes represent or the clutter or the, how you view yourself. So it's, it's so much more than just what's hanging in your closet. Right. This, like these, this clown is touching on some nerves. Like we okay. don't want to throw these things away. So why is like, what's, what's the big carryover for this? Right? Like what are we really dealing with, with not wanting to let go of some of these things in our closet that have been there for maybe 10, 15 years? Like how, how does that carry over into life? Because I really feel like that's, that's the reason why we brought this into the diet mentality part, because I really want to make that connection of how it's not even, it's not just about the diet, but that mentality is holding us back in so many areas. So what do you feel the carryover is with your, what you do with closets <laughs> or what you help us do with closets? Well, there's several things that I, I hope that when people go through the act of cleaning out their closet, you should take the time to applaud yourself and recognize the fact that you trusted her enough, even if you questioned what she was doing or you didn't feel like doing it. We all need coaches, no matter how, like Keith was saying, no matter how motivated you are, you need somebody else who's just a few minutes ahead of you who've taken the same steps that you're taking now or about to take, and they can just kind of help you get there a little bit faster, let you know what obstacles are going to be there, and kind of give you a booty kick when you need it. Because if you were happy with everything that was in your life before you started and signed up for this program, then you wouldn't need this and you wouldn't need her to guide you. So good on you and recognize the fact that you put yourself into that position where you're like, Hey, I have room for improvement. We never stop improving. We never stop learning. And sometimes it takes somebody else like Hiki to show you the way. So great job on that. The whole thing with the closet clean out, it's not, it, it is about a lot of it is just getting the clutter out. But some of the pushback that yourself when when you're going through it and you're holding on to so many things and you're finding that you let go of like six pieces of clothing and your closet is still pretty much in the same disarrayed crazy jam-packed state that you started off with and I'm all about baby steps but I want you to carve out the time to do this and then look at the things that you are holding on to it's so normal 
so common. So don't feel weird that you're feeling some of these things, but it is very, very common for people to hold on to certain articles of clothing or an entire section of the closet that is the happy size that we felt we were back in the day before something happened or you had trauma in your life or you had children or when you were single or when it was 1978 <laughs> in some cases. Like, we hold on to that image that we had of ourselves and it's not who we are today. And so sometimes we have to take a look in the mirror and be really real with ourselves and let go of who we used to be and start to love who we are today. Even as imperfect as we all are, which we all are, but when you love the body that you're in today, even if you're a work in progress, I mean, aren't we all a work in progress? I've worked in the fitness field in production for so, so long. And I've worked with the people that you see on Shape Magazine and Oxygen Magazine. By the way, they don't look like that even before. I mean, that's why they have makeup artists and stylists and we're literally using butt glue to keep their butts in place. And we're doing all kinds of camera tricks. I mean, I got camera tricks that I'm trying to work my best, you know, put to make myself literally put myself in the best light and feel my most confident. But it's something that you have to realize that no one's perfect, but we all need to embrace the fact that we have potential to ourselves. And that doesn't mean we hate who we are today. And that is a kind that I want people to embrace through a closet cleanup because you don't have to dislike everything about yourself now to start improving it. A lot of people are like, but I'm not happy with who I am today, so I'm not going to work on it at all. When you start to slowly embrace who you are today, where you are at, and the steps that you can go forward, it's, it's a starting point. It's not going to be where you end, and it doesn't mean that you have to you're not going to stay there either. And you don't have to stay there in a way and think of if I stay here, then I'm just going to give up. It's not, or you have to hate yourself or love yourself too much. Either way, just embrace who you are today. And the fact that you are in whatever state you are, whatever dress size, whatever weight, body percent, whatever it happens to be today, you want to just recognize that this is where I'm supposed to be today. And this is where I want to go. And I'm going to love myself either way and do it. And so I think when we're holding on to those pieces of clothing that we don't want to let go, those jeans that were the whatever size made you feel fit. I bet even back then you thought you weren't the happy weight. Now we look back and go, oh, I would kill to be that dress size or that jean size. And so it doesn't matter what the dress size is. Love who you are today. And I can guarantee you when you love and respect more of who you are in the present tense, you will take better care of. You're not going to feed the foods to your body because you love yourself. You respect yourself. You want to feel good. You're going to learn already at this point because you're almost done. Like, how do I feel? Like for me, I I'll do workouts if they're fun and I enjoy them when I'm done at the end. I always focus on how does it make me feel? Everybody's different. They have a different motivator for why they eat certain things or eat certain ways or, or do certain workouts. Like I feel amazing. I feel like I can conquer the world. And when I start my workout, I don't even want to do two minutes of it, but I remind myself, how do I feel when I'm done? And if I could bottle that thing, I would be a gajillionaire and I give you guys all the bottles for free. But so we have to remind ourselves. And so the closet clean, it's really, really, it, 
forces you to look at the things that you're holding on to. And a lot of times we're holding on to who we used to be. And so we have to slowly start to embrace and welcome and love who we are today. And I know that's tough, but it starts with letting go of those clothes because here's the thing. They're probably so out of style or they're starting to fall apart just from living in your closet and so dusty or whatever. Let's just figure out where we want to go and toss those things because when you get to whatever your happy goal weight is or whatever your goals are and you get there, you're going to find, you're going to want all new pair of jeans anyways. They're updated styles. And so if you're truly holding on to something that ask yourself, am I going to be okay if I never get to that jean size again? Am I going to be okay? Like, am I still a good person? Because I'm never going to be that size again. You are a good person. Our character and who we are and how kind we are and how we treat other people does not lie on the number that is on your jeans. It doesn't. And so I think people who are happy in general, people who love themselves as much as they love and take care of other people and their families and their, their coworkers and their employers and all the people, a lot of people who coach other coaches or people who are fitness people and take care of other people or anybody who's a caregiver, can we start loving ourselves as much as we love everybody else and take care of them? I can guarantee you, you will take better care of yourself Love yourself regardless of the size. And so when you, when you are happy about who you are, you want to show yourself off in the best light. And so you want to wear clothing that reflects that. Yeah. Now, I am the stylist that will say I hate rules. And so I don't have <laughs> rules about what you should wear or what this type of person should wear. I want you to wear things that make you feel amazing. I want you to hold your head up high and we don't live on runways, but the aisles of target are my runway and they probably are yours too. And I want you to start treating them that way. The aisles of target, the aisles of Walmart going down your driveway. I want you to feel like a million bucks. And so whether that means wearing old sweats or your husband's oversized shirt that's fine, but I'm kind of betting those things don't make you feel amazing. And so whatever makes you feel amazing, if you were to run into that mean old girlfriend that you had in high school that never let you sit with them at lunch or your ex-boyfriend that burned you in college, let's just say you ran into that person and you were wearing a certain outfit, would you be okay running into them? And it's not about putting up a front or putting up like this whole showy thing of, that you're not. It's just, Hey, this is who I am and I'm proud. And I took some time to take care of myself. And I think it's not about trying to be a beauty queen. It's not about trying to look like anybody else or a carbon copy of so-and-so. It's about literally putting yourself in light and making you and putting your personal best out there not anybody else's but your personal best and i think your clothing can reflect that whether you're wearing yoga pants we can wear not so cute yoga pants that don't do anything to flatter who we are and what our beautiful body looks like today or we can get workout clothes that really highlight the good assets and are better materials that are much more flattering than other types and you don't have to spend a lot of money but I think you need to look at your clothing and when you're doing the closet cleanup you might want to go back and look at the things and ask yourself like I do on the on the list of things to ask yourself as you're going through it one of those things is is this serving who I am today and if you used to be in the corporate world but now you're a homeschooling mom working full-time from 
home or you know you don't work outside the home then maybe our lives are a little bit more casual you don't need that you don't need to hold on to it thinking what if I need it when my child who's currently four years old goes to high school and I decide to go back into the corporate world well that's gonna be like another 14 13 years from now I can guarantee you no matter unless you've got like some pristine really highly tailored will be will test it you know it will test this what's that saying I get sayings wrong all the time by the way it will test the time right I always get that saying I get every I don't know why I try attempting sayings because I get it wrong but it's yes and, uh, every time like if you ever been on my life scopes it's just like <laughs> it's okay okay see we're so flawed it's okay but um yeah anything that's like timeless but there are very few things there's some vintage things that i say definitely hold on to but if you've got a whole section of your closet that is a reflection of who you used to be and maybe it's been four five six seven a dozen years since you've been in those clothes they're gonna probably be outdated or they're just not gonna unless they were very good investment pieces probably not hold onto their shape so great and the quality so let them go a sparse closet is so much better than having a jam-packed closet full of a bunch of stuff that you haven't worn that you're not gonna wear it's literally visual chaos and it does something to our psyche just seeing that every single day twice a day in the morning at night and if you really love those things, you would take good care of them and you would utilize them because that's what they're for. But if they're just hanging in there like museum items, they're not doing what they're doing and they're not serving who you are today. I think that I think that's so key because sometimes we, we hold on just because we think, because I know like with the closet clean out now, you know, when we start going through the list of questions with everybody, they're like, okay, she said like we would reduce 25% of our closet. But if I have to look at all these questions, I'm going to reduce like 90%. Like I won't have anything left. But I think sometimes having, you know, that's because we hold on to so much waiting to fit back into it or waiting to get, you know, cause they represent like the best years. And because of that, we fool ourselves into feeling like we have this full wardrobe but we're still wearing either nothing in the closet or wearing our husband's t-shirts and sweatpants or, you know, what I, I think we would be more comfortable wearing these like four to five items that fit and make us feel like rock stars than having a yeah. hundred items that make you feel like crap. Because every time you look at them, they're like this reminder that you're not that size or whatever. And some of the times, some of those things may not have been that flattering in the first place, or they may have right. make it out to be so much better in our memory. Right. Of it. <laughs> and I think that's what happens. Yeah. Like we get so, stuck in like maybe whatever the time period of our life where we could just walk into the store and grab something off the rack and right. it fit in our head. But I don't know if that ever happened because I know I went through that. And when I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute, I've always been 5'2", so things have always been, like, long, or, you know, the arms have always gone past my fingers. Like, th there's always been issues, but it was mm -hmm. to, like, look back with, like, this nostalgia of, like, when I was that size, I could walk in any store and buy anything, and I looked wonderful. And it's like, I don't really know if that's true. <laughs> I don't really know if that's how it happened or if that's just how it plays out in reverse, you know, when we're looking back. So a lot of us, I think we're scared 
to remove everything from our closet. But I remember the first time I did your closet clean out, that's the way it was. Like I went and I was just ruthless. Like, you know, like, why am I holding on to this? And this, like, who's going to even wear that? And some of your yeah. questions of like, do you love this? Like, that was a really big question for me because I would put it on and I'm like, not really. Like, it's just, I would keep it because- Would you buy it again if you were to buy it right now? Right. Right. Yeah. So I think those, those questions are critical. And I love that you put them in there because I think that those questions hit home with why we're even holding on to them in the first place. And again, it touches on that fear aspect. Like you're holding on to something that you don't love, that you would never buy today, that you can't fit, that's not in fashion, you know, but why? Because you're scared of how the company is without them or you're scared that that means that you're giving up on your goals or you know what I mean I, I feel like so much of that stems back to fear and when because then we're not accepting what is like for me one of the big ones that I always talk about was low-rise jeans like I felt like so bad you know what I mean like about myself because I couldn't fit these and then it finally hit me like okay but I squat all the time so maybe <laughs> Maybe there's a, you know what I mean? Like it was just little things like that that I didn't realize when I'm like, every time I go to put them on, I can't, they're not coming up all the way or something about them was uncomfortable. And sometimes the changes right. aren't necessarily bad changes that's causing us to need a bigger size or a different brand or, you know what I mean? So I think that this, that's part of embracing that. I think some of us aren't, we don't know how to shop. We don't know. Yeah scared to experiment and go to different stores do you do you find that with your clients when you do like their closet clean out is maybe they're like there's like one brand that they were used to buying all the time and they don't really know how to branch out and do well some people that's a good thing because you find a brand that fits your body and everyone you know every brand out there every store out there you have like i know there's certain jeans that i can't pull up past my knees because they're just cut for a different body type and so I just avoid those unless I hear they start making them differently. But, and I think that's okay to hold on to certain brands and that's fine. But I think when so stuck and you're not happy with the things that you have, it's good to get out there. And I know so many people who legit a hundred percent dislike shopping. It's just like the last thing they want to do. And there's certain things you have to, sh you have to shop for that are worse than other things like bathing suits, jeans, and bras. <laughs> and so we avoid doing those things. So a lot of times with fit, we will be so much happier with the fit, whether it's the things we already have in our closet that we're keeping or even the new things, especially if you were a nursing mom or you are a nursing mom and afterwards or even during how the proper undergarments has changed and so we're still you know a lot of my clients were wearing their old bras and their old undergarments and it's it's literally the foundation of your clothes and wearing the right size bra makes you instantly look taller and leaner and gives you a waist especially if you're short-waisted waist the girls up and you're probably a different size than you were whether you're bigger or you're smaller it just it's different and as you change whether it's with a lot of weight loss a lot of times you're going to change it's going to be a different shape and things that used to work for us don't work anymore and so it goes back to is this flattering who i am today and yes we fluctuate in size so i do have a little bit of a range of different my closet for different you know because i i blow and i 
I get smaller or bigger depending on the day or what you ate the night before, how much sodium snuck into your food, you know? So I do have a range of clothes. It's not that every single thing in my closet fits me perfectly, but it's not a huge range. I'm not going to blow it up two, three different sizes. I'm not. So I have certain things that are a little bit comfier when my, when, or a little bit looser when I don't want to like show off my bloated belly or, you know, things like that. But in general, you have a closet where you can see what you already own. That way you will wear more of the things you've already invested in. You're going to mix and match. And anybody who says, but I don't know how to do that, but I'm not good at that, but I don't know what to shop for, but I'm going to throw away all those like 95% of my closet away. I hear that all the time. You can stop with thoughts because there are a bunch of excuses and you can figure anything out. So whether that means grabbing a girlfriend who's got, you think has great style and is also savvy enough to know that what works on her isn't necessarily going to work on you just because she has great style because that's the difference between a stylist. Half the time we're just a sweaty hot mess running around trying to get everyone else to look great, but we know what works on different all different types of body types, especially athletic women. It, you know, we have larger, broader shoulders and certain cut great. You have to know what's going to work great for you. When you're petite, you have to usually alter everything. And so spending a few extra dollars to make things fit. And regardless of price, I'm not a believer that just because something's designer is going to be better than something that is more, you know, generally affordable to people. It's more about the fabrication quality of how it's put together as well as the cut, how it fits your body. And that differs from person to person. So it is something that a lot of people just like shopping because they've had such bad experiences. But I think when you, when you clean out your closet, you literally have very few things to wear. You're forced to do it. You need to change your mindset going into a shopping day. You need to carve out four hours. I know it's a lot. Three, four hours. Let's start with two. Walk in, look around, skim the racks, and then say, I give up. Go in with a good, happy mindset that we're going to turn all of this around. And we're going to find amazing things. Like set the positive intention before you go. And then have a great friend that is good with style regardless of the body type or size and regardless of what she looks like. She can give you an honest, kind way. Because we all have those friends too. Um, we want to maybe do that or go alone, but don't bring the kids. Sit or have the husband watch your kids or your mom or somebody. Do you a favor and you go alone or with a friend, go on a day that you're not bloated, you're not PMSing, you're in a good mood, like, you know, four days out of the month, find one of those days and schedule it out. Grab a coffee, feel really good and say, literally setting the intention going, this is amazing. This is why, like, when I shop with my clients that they don't like it and they're really limited on time because the people that I shop with, they're in the public eye. And so they're, they're, you know, their visual branding, how they put themselves out there, how they package them really is critiqued. And so whether their home life, they're very casual, they know that for what we're shopping for, for public events, for speaking events, for being on camera, it makes a huge difference. They invest in a, in a personal shopper. Um, so when you invest in it, you are probably not going to run out two minutes later. And so look into, find out if there's a great personal shopper 
where you live by word of mouth, check on Yelp, do a Google search, just put in your city and your state and personal shopper and see what pops up. Same thing on Yelp. Uh, a lot of the bigger department stores like Nordstrom they offer, which is where I started when I was 17 um, as a personal shopper. I was the youngest personal shopper at Nordstrom. And you can obtain those services for free. There's no charge. There is kind of an expectation because if you're not really open-minded and willing to buy a few outfits, not a lot, it's not an entire new wardrobe, but if you're not willing to do that because that's really what the service is for. It's a premium service. They don't charge you for it, but there is a little bit of an expectation that you're not just looking for a shirt. You're not going to use their free services to buy one piece of clothing. So if you're not ready for that, don't do that. But again, just go out there with the intention of, I'm gonna find amazing clothes that fit me. I'm gonna be patient enough to know that it's not gonna happen in the first 10 minutes. You have to try a lot of things on, so don't go in your sports bra. This is so important, I tell all my clients this. Wear a real bra and underwear. <laughs> Especially if you're like in your yoga pants, your sports bra, not a good time. Wear easy, you know, clothes that are easy to get on and off because you're gonna have much better time in the just, you know, doing, shop all at once, grab everything at once and try not to like come out of your clothes and change back in and, and do that over and over because it's physically tiring. That might count as your, you know, your rest day workout. <laughs> so you're getting in your extra steps that day. For your yeah, totally. And carrying all the bags because I'm telling you, I've never not, not one time have I ever experienced having an entire shopping day with a client and not getting every single thing they needed off their list. And it's not that I will have some superhero powers, but I'm telling you what I do is not brain surgery and you guys could do that too. And so clean out your closets first, figure out what's missing for the lifestyle and who you are today. Go out there like jean shopping, regardless of your size. I don't care if you're a zero or you're a size 24, doesn't matter. Everyone's got to try them on and you've got to try on many different styles. There is not one, I know there's a movie about it, but there is no secret pair of jeans that works on every single height and body size. It just doesn't exist. And so it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like. Everyone has to try on a whole bunch of jeans to find the right fit. Same with bras and bras. I mean, literally getting the right bra will change your life. That's why Oprah did an entire show about bra fit because most people wear the wrong ones or too old because we hate trying them on, but you got to do it and it'll change your life. Oh my gosh. Now I, I, I'm so excited that you said that because that's one of the things that always comes up because I think everyone thinks it's just them. You know, we, they decide like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to accept this body and I'm going to go shopping. And we, I guess in our heads, we can, like I said, we have this vision of how at some point in time, we walked in and out of a store in five minutes and had a perfect wardrobe. And we think that that's what's going to happen. We walk into the stores and, and we get upset and we think it's only us. We're like, no one else has to try on 12 pairs of jeans before they can find one. Or no one else walked in here and tried on all 12 pairs of jeans and weren't happy and walked out. And for, we have, this is a celebrity stylist, people, that is telling us that everyone deals with this. Like, no one just walks in and like, you know, I'll take those pants off the mannequin, please. And it, it works perfectly for them. So that's important to know. And I think what you said about setting the intention, that is so key because we do. We'll stop in with our kids, our husband, and, you know, the phone ringing and on our lunch break or something. And that's where a lot of the frustration comes in. 
because we're trying to solve this problem like quickly. We're like, okay, I got five minutes and I need to find this bathing suit for my cruise tomorrow. And then it's like ultimate frustration because like it doesn't exist and you couldn't find it that fast and you didn't have, you know, Tiffany the superhero shopping with you to find <laughs> all these things that you needed for your list. And so you just feel incompetent or you feel discouraged and you don't ever want to experience it again. So then you put off shopping right. for another however long, but when, but we do it with our kids. You know, a lot of us are moms that will take our kids back to school shopping and we'll wait patiently for them to try on things and tell us, no, this is stupid. I don't want that. And you know, everybody's gonna make fun of me if I wear that. And, and we'll let them go through that whole decision-making process, but we don't give ourselves that same grace because right. we want to look amazing and the first thing that we try on and be in and out of stores and the I hate shopping is something that has come up so many times because they feel like right. either I'm this body shape and nothing works for me or you know I'm I'm plus size and everything's ugly and you know and it's whatever it is that we put a stigma on ourselves and then we live in that you know and we right. don't and then we start to believe it and so when you believe it and that's what you well that's what you're saying to yourself, then that's what, that's going to be your truth. And that's going to be your experience. And so when you start saying, okay, no, there is not a single body type out there where there's no piece of clothing that's going to look great on them. It doesn't exist. There's something out there. There's a mess and you have to experiment a lot. Even as a stylist, I'm not, listen, nobody clothing into a dressing room and everything's a winner. In fact, at the time it's like 80% are losers. We only want to take home 15% we try on, if that. And it's only like in my guidelines. Do you love it? Is it is it fit well? Is it something that you're going to wear at least three times a day, you know, or three times a day, three different ways, you know? So you most of them are going to be losers. So that's, that's something that most people don't realize. Like if you take in four things to try on, you're not to like all four. If you do great, your shopping days a lot shorter. Go look for accessories now. But, you know, you could dress, you could find things that you're going to love that are going to show off who you are. And that doesn't mean that I, I think people should dress up when they are working at home. But do you feel great about who you are? Yes, be comfortable. A lot of people use the comfort use that I don't want to wear certain clothing because it's not comfortable. Where that's just an excuse. It's not true. I'm not asking to wear a three-piece suit and hose because who wears that anyways nowadays? But when you're working from home, you can still look presentable if the mailman or UPS guy comes or you got to run out and do errands. I'm going to like embarrass kids. You pick them up and they're like, mom, you're still in your pajama and your robe. I know you dropped me off at school this way, but now you're picking me up this way. You know, you can feel great if you run into that person from high school or this because it your clothing, whatever you chose to wear that day, whether it's super sporty, spice, cute, and that's usually my style when I'm at home. Very, very casual, but I want everyone to have the kind of closet where it's well stocked. Not meaning it's jam packed, but it's well stocked so that if you have a girl's night out, if you have a date husband and you a little bit dressed up and like extra cute, that you have those options already in your closet and you don't have to run out last minute for every single new occasion that pops up to find a brand new outfit outfit from head to toe. Because when that's when, it's like when you have the money or you have the um, occasion or you're going on a trip is when you're doing it last minute, it's not planned. 
then you're never going to find everything you need. And when you have a well-stocked closet, that means you're, you got a nice variety of things and you never, you have options. You have options, whether you have time to go shop for options or not. It's good to have options. Right. That's so, that's so crazy because these are things that like, I didn't even realize have slowly happened over the years. And it's just from, you know, obviously from knowing you and just the different tips that you give us before we do like conferences and stuff like that. So, and I've noticed that at, for each conference, even it's like, I, I get in the mindset of like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to have to go shopping. And you know, and then I, when I start actually pulling things together, I'm like, I kind of have a few outfits already there that I could pull together. And then maybe only, you know, if I happen to find something while I'm out, then it can either top this off or, you know what I mean? And it's not as yeah. overwhelming as it was because it's something that I'm, doing when it's not last minute like I need to find this right now because I realized how much stress that put me under and sometimes I would get to the place and I would have stressed so much that I couldn't even fit the clothes that I bought the week before because of how much stress I was putting myself under with the shopping and with the seeing myself in the mirror like and you know because who knows it's like I am PMS or bloated or something and it's just it's all wrong and the shopping experience is so miserable yeah. But then I don't do it again until I absolutely had to, you know, and it was, yeah. just, I had to start catching the pattern of that. And I think that happens right. so often. And then we're telling ourselves like, well, you know, I'll just wait until I get skinny again or whatever. X, Y, Z. Fill in the blank. Yeah. So I, I really, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I feel like that is, it takes a lot of excuses. I think you're taking a lot of <laughs> our excuses and the things that we've seen pop up during this time while we're cleaning out the closets. Right. And sometimes, you know, they are legit reasons, but then my question back to them would be, so what have you done to get a different result? What have you done to figure out that problem or solve that problem? Because that is how, that's a real experience for people. I, I, work with so many people who are like, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I'm going to hire you. I'm just going to plunk down the money. By the way, I don't say that to plug yourself because I don't take new clients anymore. I haven't in a really long time. I'm actually dwindled down the number of clients that I work with, but set yourself up for, for success, not failure. So don't do it last minute don't do it when you're not in a good mood don't do it when the kids are there especially you know like young kids boys especially they're not going to want to shop or a husband necessarily so you know set yourself up for for success not failure figure out what's in your closet figure out what you really are missing um nowadays there's so many bloggers out there there's bloggers of every ethnicity age size like literally put in who you are and that blogger will magically pop up for you and start following a few to get some great ideas they usually have on where they purchase things I do shop a lot online only because I'm very aware of which partners work good for my body or my clients we do it's crazy 85% of my clients don't live anywhere near me and so I've done shopping with them in person like the big shopping days it's very much like a pretty kind of experience. I mean, our aunt, uh, we've had where the biceps hurt so bad from holding our our bags on our arms from all the shopping. And now we know to leave it with our gym, one of the stores. Um, but, you know, you want to, I don't even remember what I was saying about shopping. <laughs> I was thinking about how our biceps were hurting so much. It's a workout. It just remember It's that. a workout. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a second workout when you, in fact, don't go dressed either. I tell them that because some of them think, oh, women, I'm going to be all dressed 
pack. I was like, no, don't wear your workout clothes in your sport, but do wear things that are easy to get in and out of. And I come dressed like a workout because it is a workout for me. And all the, all the stores that I shop at normally, they know me. And so most of the time, don't know me, they'd be like, oh, she just came from the gym, which is very common where I live in Orange County for people to walk around in their Lululemon all day long. Uh, so, but they're like, oh, she's a stylist. And I feel sorry for the people that work retail because they have to look so nice. And I'm like, I would, I do my job better when I'm comfortable because this is like a workout for us because we got to jam it all in. I totally don't remember where I started off with this story. We ended it okay. So that's, but that's, that's okay because I like, you know, and one of the things that, you know, that you have taught to, you know, to, to me as well as, you know, all your clients is the research aspect and figuring things out because you know a lot of what most people want me to bring you here and ask is the individual questions and and i know from obviously from spending time with you and from having to do it myself that the best way to is to dive into that research for yourself so what you brought up about finding the bloggers and finding people who oh, yeah. are you know, who have your physique and who have your shape because we could sit here all day long and quiz you like, so what do I do about big hips and broad shoulders and big boobs and small boobs and hide my belly and all these things. But it's so much easier, not to mention that it takes your own focus off of this like must lose weight now when you can start diving into something else, start becoming this, you know, mastering dressing your own physique. You know, and really, because that's where you come in for your clients is that, like you say, once you get to know them and you do the big shop, then now you can do some things online. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, we need to understand that compound effect of when we start off, it's, it's hard at first because it's like, I don't know how to dress this body. But the more research you put in it, the more time you spend shopping, the more of these intentional shopping trips that you plan and time that you spend on whatever pinterest whatever it is looking for tips you know then that starts to add up and then you will get to a point where you can get an email about some sale online and buy something because you know okay that you know that neckline will work for my physique that the way that that flows on the stomach area is great for me because i know that i tend to bloat a lot or you know what i mean and you could start pinpointing those things that maybe you can't do in the beginning but that doesn't right. you know what i mean it's not nothing's permanent but you put in yeah. that work and the baby steps up front you know and then it kind of leads to the and in the meantime you're still doing what you have to do as far as your health and fitness journey you're still you're eating your protein you're getting in your fiber you're heading to the gym and you're you know what i mean you're still doing all these other things and as you're learning how to deal with certain things with your body like a lot of those will still be there even when you get to your goal like some like i'm going to have wider shoulders regardless so learning how to work with that when I'm bigger will still help me when I'm smaller or, you know, same thing with like hips or some of those features will still be there. So taking the time yeah. now doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt you in the long run. It doesn't mean that you're giving up. It just means that that's one less thing you have to learn when you get to your physique goal. So and we're all on a journey. We're all on a journey. It's kind of never ending. There's no there, whether it's weight loss or health or fitness, business or just personal development. It's, 
really, you have to embrace who you are at the moment mm -hmm. so that you will continue to get to those points and love yourself along the way and accept who you are, accept you in the same light that you are also willing to grow and change and improve. So it's one of the I can guarantee you're going to get to your goals faster and you're going to have a much happier journey if you are accepting of who you are and you don't hate yourself because of the certain dress size or, or that you've somehow lost yourself. You haven't, you can, you can find who you are today and be okay with who you are today so that you allow yourself to grow and, and learn more to improve as we do that every single day. And you can, I remember what I was going to say about bloggers and websites. So if you're, if you're ordering a lot of things online, just know, be familiar with either make sure that it looks great on that blogger, that they're not doing little tricks to pin things a certain way, that they haven't altered. A lot of bloggers do certain more, more, more open about it because they're a business. They're a business. They get paid per click. So look for ones, you know, that you like them, you trust them, that they're not just saying like weird stuff that can't possibly be great is great. Or you order something they recommend and it's like a giant bag. In general, you know, again, I don't, believe in rules. If you love it and you feel great in it and you feel awesome, then wear it. A lot of times we can test, you know, sometimes we think something looks good and then we see photos are really telling whether you're someone that's in the public eye or not. So you might think all those people who take all those mirror selfies are super self-indulgent. Half the time, I just want to assess if, if what I'm seeing is really processing as what other people see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes in my head, I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, I look fantastic. And then I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me what that looked like from the or from the back? And we all make, it's, I mean, we don't die from any of the decisions we make about our outfit choices. I mean, and we put more thought into it, especially if you are in the public eye or you get to speak or you're teaching us, um, any of those things, we all want to make sure that what we're wearing isn't a distraction. But yeah, so take learn to take some more mirror selfies. Learn to find angles. When you do that, those mirror selfies are so empowering. You know why? You're going to figure out the good parts. Instead of nitpicking the things we don't like, listen, we all have things that we can improve and we'll do that. It takes time with consistency. But figure out what you do love now and show off that one feature. Like really go for it. If you have broad shoulders and you have thicker thighs, but you've got a little waist, well, show off that waist. You know, don't hide behind big billowy toss that on pretty much everybody usually just makes us look a lot bigger. Like even ask your friends, and if you've ever been pregnant, there's certain outfits that all of a sudden make you look very pregnant. Like you've popped and you're like, I'm insane, but it's, it's that outfit will either enhance the fact that you're pregnant or it will make you look like you're barely showing. It's, and it's the same thing, whether you're pregnant or not, clothing can do that. It can create a really flattering illusion or it can make us look three times bigger, not just on camera or photo, but in real life. So if you love it, wear it, find things that that you love, that show off who you are, your personality, your style, let it introduce you before you even say anything. That's what your clothing should do for you. Not every single outfit you wear every single day, but even the things that you are lounging in and are comfy, love, if they don't, if you don't love them, then don't hold on to it. It's time to let it go. If they look more like the things you would wash your car with, it's time to let them go. <laughs> I love that. And I, I love the, I love the picture thing because I think, yes, 
I probably learned that from, I think Shalene was saying that because that's what she was doing with you. Like before all of her events, yeah. she took all the pictures. That's, and that's one of the <laughs> Because yeah. she wants to know, like, how is this going to look when I do this, this, or this, you know, on stage, on the playback right. video. So, you know, I thought, yeah. hey, that's something, even if we're not all on stage, if you are going to an event, that's a good time to take a selfie in that picture, you know, like in that outfit to see, okay, well, I'm there and someone randomly snapping shots, you know, how am I going to look, you know, and just play it out. Yep. We'll play that and see. I, <laughs> I have a really good feeling with the number of people that are going through this in your group that there's going to be a few hidden fashionistas that are going to discover all new talents and loves and brand new hobbies that could turn into a video. I have 20 bloggers who started off just as a fun thing and, and, and then it turned into a $500,000 a year business blogging. So I, I have a feeling just statistically with the number of people that are doing this, there's going to be a lot of people that discover and empower other women because we all assume, well, that's for someone who has the perfect body. That's for someone who bounced back in two weeks after they had their baby. That's for everybody else. It's not for me. And I have to tell you, it is for you. And you don't have to be a fashionista. That's not a goal necessarily. But I want you to be really happy about who you are and how you present yourself to the world. I don't want you to pause it and always be like, uh, it's such a mess in here. I'm just going to close the door and not look at it. I want you to take control of it. I want you to walk in there. For me, my goal is I want my closet to be very sparse boutique where the, the hangers are really far apart and not smashed together so I can see more of the things that I love and I forgot I owned and I wore again and again and again and I mix and match more of the things instead of wearing, like most people, the same 20% of your closet all the time and the rest of the 80% never gets worn. So it's going to teach you to invest in shop. Look at that pile of clothes, especially when you're real with yourself. You're like, I just threw away thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds for sure, of clothing that I wore once or twice or never. There might be tags on things that you're going to get rid of. And so assess how much that is approximately in your head that you spent so the next time you're out shopping and you have another mindset shift is especially when we're not in college anymore or we're a poor college student we're not trying to buy volume trendy clothes at that store that should probably start because we're not 21 anymore but shopping places where you can do volume shopping for under 50 bucks instead of shopping that way because we're no longer 21. We're grown adult women and we should do a little bit more, you know, forward thinking with our mindset to go for quality versus quantity. And again, this doesn't mean that you have to buy like Oscar De Laurenti or some crazy, very expensive thing that's the same price as your mortgage. I'm not saying that at all. But whether you're shopping at Target, which you can get great things at Target, or you're shopping at Bloomingdale's or Nordstrom. We're looking at things that are investment pieces. Can we do that? So something, a blouse, let's say one blouse costs $60. And you're like, that's so much because I can get something similar for 15, but it's a different material. It's not made as well. Like the buttonholes fray or the buttons fall off or like the seam isn't done well. And so our mind goes, well, let's buy it in three colors then. And instead of buying one that's really high quality, that's going to last longer, wear nicer, then we'd rather do three versus the one. And I can tell you a lot of the times, not every time, a lot of the 
times the one good piece is going to serve you more often. And so if you do girl math and you divide it by the times you actually wear it, most of the time, your quality pieces, not designer necessarily, but the better made pieces that fit you great, that's the most important, tend to be in the long run a better uh, investment of your money versus a bunch of the cheapy things that aren't even worth washing because they don't wear well after you wash. They, they lose their shape. They fall apart. They're not even worth washing anymore. Just wear it in the way. Donate it. Yeah. You don't feel amazing when you wear them. And so, like, you know, you're tugging at yourself and you're not really comfortable. Yeah. It's just one of those things. And you know, there's a big difference. There's a big difference when you start trying on different types of clothing on how they fit on you and the, the workmanship and the tailoring, that's really big. So it's, it's a huge difference to change the mind shift of, well, for 50 bucks, I can get nine pieces or for 50 bucks, I can get two really great things that will last or one really great pair of slacks or jeans that will look really great. I have, I do this with my clients all the time when they're like, Oh, well, a certain type of clothing, they have an objection against because they've never spent, over X number of dollars. Now I'll have them try on very inexpensive, whatever it is, like especially with jeans, like the $40 jeans versus the $120 jeans. I'll let them decide based on how it looks and feels on them. Right. And, that's and instead of buying four pairs of the less expensive, that you don't buy one pair of really good rocking jeans that you are actually going to wear. Right. Because when you feel when you feel your best, you present yourself differently to people. You're, you're not hiding as much, you know, not to yeah. mention that just when you do that, it's, they're stepping stones to the other big things. Because what you said, I think you touched on something huge that there are going to be people that have come through this, that when they start knocking down these dominoes of this mindset stuff, they're going to realize what they're really yeah. here for. Like what, things right. they are really able to do just like me you are empowered yeah yeah I was like I'm gonna feel so mom this is what I do and I don't you know and I kind of came like so I don't know but I don't I don't I do I work out stuff but I don't want to wear workout clothes and I you know and it was like and I'm asking you all these things, like almost asking for permission to like put myself out there and you're like, so do it. And I'm like, so what do I need to do to like be better on camera? And you're like, turn on a camera and talk to it. Like it was, you know, it was, <laughs> it was just the empowering of like, you already have it in you start walking in it. Right. And I think so many of the ladies here, like, I really feel that I feel like they have that in them, but they're holding back. So much potential on so many gifts and talents that are untapped and I think that is the saddest most wasteful thing when we don't use our God-given talents right. and some of us discovered them really late or some of us thought we had worked those things already and then discovered new ones it's it's there's never an end it's the constant journey and whether you're open-minded about getting rid of those no longer serving in your closet or open-minded about how you frame your mind about thing and saying, okay, that was the past and this is new and, and I'm going to find all new discoveries and you're 
setting that intention so that you do find those things because you have a different mindset. When you have a different mindset about your capabilities and trying things and overcoming fear, and really you don't overcome fear, you just do everything despite the fear. Fear is always going to be there. But you just do it anyways, and every time you do something new that you were fearful of, that you're avoiding and procrastinating, not doing, even though there's a little voice in your head that says, I might be good at that or that kind of interests me, I should at least test it out, but you're like, no fear. So I don't do it. It keeps you in your safe place. Well, you're going to do it anyways. And you're going to discover things, whether it's, nope, didn't, that didn't turn out to be what I wanted it to be. Or yes, that was better than I thought. And I want to do it again or pursue it more. Or maybe I discovered a talent or something that I, a brand new passion I didn't even know existed. Like how amazing is that? And when you have the mindset, when you're open to those discoveries, when you're coachable, when you're willing to learn, when you're willing to fall and pick yourself up because of how to ride a bike, that's how you learn to discover things that you don't even know you don't know about yourself. You got to adopt that mindset. And it starts with something very, very simple. Like don't dismiss the greatness in simplicity. Right. And I think that's, that's key because I know for me, it was, I, I know that like, there were things that I was holding back and I can 100% say that this workshop would not even be happening right now if it weren't for Tiffany pushing me and saying, just turn the camera on. Like what it's goodness you did, right? <laughs> goodness Kiki did because how are you going to freaking do this already? Because all these people need you when you're fearful of doing things. This is what I always tell the people I coach and myself all the time. Cause I have to remind myself, I'm always doing things that scare the heck out of me, but I didn't die yet. N nothing's going to kill you because you're going to learn how to, you know, do a webinar or a video, whatever it is for you right now. When you think of the fear and it's, it's so paralyzing instead of focusing on how you feel, think of the person who needs the message or the person that you're helping. Focus on them. Literally, you can't. Literally, picture all the people that you've helped before, and you're like, oh, well, that's just so easy. Everyone, no, not everyone knows how to do the things you do. And so, break out of your mold. See what happens. There's so many possibilities. It's not just for me or Kiki. We were just like you ago, fearful to move outside of our comfort zone, to things, to, you know, get more fit and more confident, you know. I think health and fitness has so much to do with having a healthy and fit life. And so you guys are discovering that. And I hope you start to see and open up your minds into the possibilities that what you're doing right now is so amazing and so courageous. And I hope you guys see the value of what Kiki has been teaching you and coaching you this whole time, because it will, if you allow it to spread all through the different areas of your life and not just with your health and fitness, which is so important because who cares about a successful life or a successful business? If we don't have your health and your fitness and the vitality to carry that through so you guys are doing amazing things keep doing it and then there's no end there's no there it's the journey and you want to stay inside the journey and you got to have amazing people around you to do it and that's a wrap thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch so whether that's through DMs or email. I would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes. You can DM me on Facebook at 
EM2WL or over on Instagram at eatmore number two way less or via email at info at eatmoretowayless.com. If you're completely new to the Eat More to Way Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmoretowayless.com slash start. See you next time.